Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. Another fun session giving career advice to the WSO interns. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, welcome to, I think this is the weekly, the sixth weekly chat um, since the uh, internship program started. Nabil is back from his long vacation. Just kidding, Nabil. <laughs> Nabil, you were up in the mountains. What were you doing, camping? Yeah, just camping stuff. I mean, looking at historical sites, all that stuff. Trekking, walking. Yeah, usually Nabil, it's just I'm, stuff. <laughs> I'm jealous. Lucky though, so I haven't been camping in a long time. Oh, um, mostly because I've had little kids, but I'm looking forward to getting back into nature. Um, so everybody, uh, if this is your first time kind of being on a weekly call, um, these are just really open sessions to allow you to ask questions, um, not just about the internship. If you have questions about the internship, we're here, and Nabil can handle most of them. Um, uh, but also to, to answer questions any of you have on specific career-oriented questions, whether it's resume, interviews, networking, applications, uh, mapping your career path, stuff like that. So I think if you can, um, we can start by opening it up. Nabil, maybe you want to talk a little bit about, um, there were some questions around like signature links and stuff like that in the bios or something in the actual article you want to talk about that oh yeah i think we had a lot of people come up and say uh we want to link uh our linkedin or whatever profile on the site and say uh, hey you know this article was written by so and so and then connect it i think uh so yeah we had the discussion i think we could have a, a line at the bottom which you could put at the end of every article saying researched and written by your name and then a straight line and then LinkedIn. I'll provide a sample on the group today. So all of you could start just uh, incorporating that if you want to. Uh, I think that helps a lot to uh, ad advertise to potential whoever uh, that they have written these articles and there's actually proof rather than uh, like whatever it was before. So yeah, that's one thing. I think it was a good idea. We have no problem doing it. I think it's, it's a good idea to help give the, the interns even more value. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's the new thing I think we decided on. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, good good job by everyone so far. Uh, we have a lot of new people starting this last week. So yeah, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of questions as well that we get to. So everyone's, I mean, uh, it's going well. Like everyone's excited, doing a good yeah, job. Got, yeah. The, yeah, the team's definitely ramping. I see the hours ramping and the, the number of articles coming through. 
I know Josh is one of our main kind of preliminary editors. He's having, he's staying busy. So that means everyone's putting in a lot of good work. So I really appreciate all of you guys, uh, number one, helping out with this, but then also just, you know, coming here for this, uh, this call. Um, so still letting in more people. <laughs> I think Vinay just joins. Welcome. Aditya is joining now. Um, but yeah, we can open it up. Does anybody have any specific questions about the internship or just careers in general? And just for context, I'm in California. Nabil's in UAE. Yeah. Oh, Alvin's back with his wolf. <laughs> Hello. Hey, yeah. Alvin. I always know who you are because of that, uh, that picture. Exactly. That's my trademark. Evan A. We got a couple more people joining. I'm starting to lose track. It's starting to grow. <laughs> but that's good. So um, yeah, does anybody have any questions around the internship itself? How's it, how's it going for everybody? And, and is there any way we can be helpful um, with that or with specific career questions? Go ahead, Alvin. Yeah, so I started uh, my internship two days back this uh, Thursday. And uh, right now I'm working on my first task. So I had a small question, like, uh, let's say we have uh, one week, it's uh, like 15 hours minimum for, minimum for one week. So uh, how, much, uh, how many tasks are we expected to complete within these 15 hours? Like, is there a specific benchmark or how? Good question, yeah, Nabil, you wanna cover that? Yeah, um, no specific benchmark, but from what we've seen, it takes like for the short articles, like three to four hours for, Writers, once they're like a little more seasoned, uh, the first article is probably going to take longer and then it gets shorter. And then you have the long ones, which take like anything from four to six, seven hours. So it depends, honestly. And it depends on which topic you take then. Like if you take the small ones and like uh, keep doing them, it's going to be like real quick. Otherwise, it's going to take a, a little bit of longer time. And then based yeah, on that, like... In other words, if it's a super narrow, like definitional topic where like it's just what it is and it's hard to like have too many uh, subheaders then yeah, that could eventually that's going to probably take you two to three hours, but initially up front, it'll probably take you four to five as you're getting used to it. Uh, and then even longer for, for, if it's like a more complex topic that you choose. Okay. So like, since this is my first task, so, uh, by the end of like 15 hours, I should have completed at least like two tasks, I guess. Yeah, ideally at least one if it's super long, um, probably one and a half, um, something like okay. that. Um, yeah, I'd say two if they're shorter. Yeah. The thing is, it's going to take a while when you go back and forth with Josh uh, because you'll be like, oh, some guidance won't be followed or there's something that's missing. But then once you get a hang of all that, it gets much faster. That's how it works. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, okay, thank you. No problem. Any other questions? You guys can use the chat if you're being shy and don't want to unmute yourself. Sorry about the uh, loud, uh, loud noises here. Anybody else? We had a crazy active session last week, so I'd be surprised if this week didn't have that. Oh. How about you, Colt? I, I think Colt's not muted, so that's why I picked on him. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, Hi. Uh, so, sir, I started this uh, internship from 1st of May, but uh, due to my health issues, 
I didn't started. So today I just uh, look at the video uh, in the that uh, you have shown in the beginning that how to start the uh, So I have a question that how one should select one topic. I mean, is there any uh, flow of topic or uh, we just have to start from any other any topic? Like you started with the cash conversion cycle or go ahead yeah you, you could pick any topic to be honest which is not a sign um you should probably pick a topic that you are a little bit familiar with for the start so that you can write on it properly and have a good idea of how the flow goes throughout that specific topic so if you like accounting you pick something in accounting that interests you uh if that's uh what you're asking i don't know if uh i'm addressing that question correctly or or yeah. is it like Okay, okay. It's about picking topics. And for the headers, the flow inside the content, like you'll get a hang of it once you write and then read it again and you're like, okay, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense, whatever. Yeah, and in terms of your health, hope you're feeling better, but no problem to start. You, you can change your start date with Nabil. So just send yeah. in the date you want to start and it's not a problem. So is there any option to change the date? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could, uh, I mean, just uh, ping me on Slack with your new start date and I'll change it from my end. Okay, I have. All right, perfect. Thank, thank. Uh, Farouk, you wanna ask your question? You have your hand up. Um, hello, Mr. Patrick. Hello, Mr. Hanif. Ah, uh, hey. yes. Uh, hey, how are you all doing? Good, good, great. Yeah. Uh, I feel really lucky to be a part of Vault Oasis. Uh, although my question would be like, can I work uh, from like uh, according to the Indian standard time, or it should be according to the U.S. standard time? Uh, anything, man. <laughs> I work from UAE, so like <laughs> we we have people from like across different countries and time zones. So whatever time works, as long as you put in those fifteen hours per week, you could even do like uh, seven and seven in the in the week on the weekends, or you could you know spread it across the week. Depends on what works for you, honestly. So when I was working, I was putting in like only weekends. Didn't get much time during the week to work. So that's how I used to do it. But yeah, whatever works, honestly. Whatever time zone, yeah. Okay. Can I have another question? Sure. Go for it. Yes. Um, so like, you know, the post name is Finance Research Analyst. Uh, after completion of this particular internship, which I believe it is, it will be, you know, it will add great weight to my resume apart from you know finance research analyst uh what all other uh you know posts i can work in or what all other occupations i can apply for i think depending on what topics you write on i think it could be helpful for a whole variety of topics so if you're looking if you do a lot of valuation work um or you know uh stuff around like financial documents and financial statements and evaluating companies that's attractive to investment banking, equity research, even hedge funds, trading. It's pretty fundamental stuff you're going to need to know for all these types of careers. Um, if you want to do something more like working in economics, uh, economic consulting, for example, like at an LEK, doing more of the economic terms would probably be helpful. So, um, or if you want to go get your CPA, doing more of the accounting terms would probably be helpful um, and, and go work at like a big four, for example. So it, it depends on which terms more you choose to how you frame your resume and which ones you highlight there. Um, 
But I would say almost any career in finance, if you pick the right terms that are relevant, can it could be helpful helpful for that because it's just it's just building that resume, getting those keywords on your resume. And what days uh, we are off, and uh, which are the you know optimal days on which I can work on, so that you could so that I can you know review the all the documents uh, at the right time. So it's up to you uh, how you schedule the the fifteen hours per week. Um, so like Nabil said, he was doing it all on the weekends when he started um, before I hired him full time, stolen from his company. <laughs> but he, uh, he, was, he was doing it on the weekends. Um, and so we're not going to like, there's no penalty to doing it on the weekends or during three hours a day, um, you know, Monday through Friday, maybe that's what you want to do. Um, so it's just up to you, whatever works best for your schedule. And then um, if you're doing a good job, then that's when we tend to um, make, make paid offers. So we just hired another person today. Um, paid to help us with other projects in Wall Street Oasis from the same group here. So it's like, um, I think now we have two full-time hires and about five-ish part-time uh, paid hires from this group, uh, from the group that started. So uh, we continue to try to find great people who are hard workers and can help us, not just on uh, this writing internship. Uh, Mr. Curtis and Mr. Hanif, I recently qualified as a certified management accountant from the IMA New Jersey. Uh, and I would like to know, like, you know, how um, this is going to help me uh, because this is my first uh, formal job, which I am in. So I would like to know, like, how it's going to add, like, and uh, how I'm going to add to this particular organization and how this particular, you know, internship will be able to, you know, add value to my resume. So I think you're asking about the CM uh, certified do you know that designation? Uh, CMA. CMA, right? CMA? Yeah. CMA. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I'm not like very into the thing. Uh, I think it's mostly management accounting, uh, accounting right? Most yes, of it. yes. It's, it's management, so, cost, and forecasting, budgeting. Exactly. Presentation and then like uh, understanding how to save costs, all of that stuff, right? Yes, yes. So I'm just wondering, I mean, uh, while writing, you could write uh, on topics like that because economics should have some stuff there, uh, accounting as well. Something, you know, like uh, would go a long way. One Man Managerial economics, FP&A type terms. Yeah, FP&A. Um, okay. some, yeah, so something you understand which you could write on, uh, I think uh, you'd technically be an SME, like uh, at least you'd know a lot of stuff about uh, those topics. So you could start writing there. And then if you want to learn, you could, again, uh, Right on topics you have interest on, like uh, which field you want to go in. Because I think C CMA is, means you're looking for a cop, uh, a corporate exit, right? Or like, what are you looking for in terms of career? Corporate in terms finance? of career, uh, initially I thought that I would be well equipped as an accountant. But the point is that if I choose to be an accountant, my growth will be limited. But if I, I personally believe that if I go towards FPNA and budgeting strategy and forecasting that would uh, really add to my career that's what i personally believe right so yeah so uh, that, that's the thing so then you'd have to look at topics that uh, deal with that we have a lot of them actually because uh, fn is a huge uh, huge field there's you know uh, so many things like economies of sale fixed costs variable costs uh, like you've studied i'm sure you've studied all of those uh, stuff so you could just pick those topics and then write on it. And then there might be stuff you want to, you know, uh, improve on, like uh, while working in fp and stuff, like 
you probably want exposure to other fields maybe maybe you you might not have like explored ib or like some other field in that case you could write on them you know so strategy strategy as well if you want to end up being doing strategy oh, yes like, strategy, consulting, yeah. like there's lots of things you can learn there like porter's five forces and all the different frameworks that that consultants use um there's probably terms there as well i believe right nabil yeah yeah Sure. I I learned about investment banking first uh, through the you know Wall Street Oasis uh, Google Doc. Like there was a section which uh, which we have to elaborate what investment banking was. Then I felt that this is all CMA is about. So I thought maybe maybe just maybe if I take this internship and I get through the courses or something like that, um, I I can you know push myself towards investment banking. Would that be possible somehow? Pretty tough. Uh, what school are you at? Where are you, where are you? I am currently in Hyderabad, India. Okay, and you have, I mean, first off, there's going to be visa issues, right? It's going to make it tough. So I don't know in terms of trying to land that. The accounting certification doesn't really necessarily help you that much. It's more about getting into the right school, being a finance or econ major and accounting major. And I know in Europe, specifically, if you were to go to school there doing a fifth year master's is pretty standard before going into your um, analyst years. Mm -hmm. So right. it's, it's not, it's Sounds not that it's good. impossible. It's not that it's impossible. It's just going to be tough because of more, uh, more visa issues. If you actually want to go and, and work there. I mean, there's also banks in India as well. Right. So like you could just stay locally and try to do. Um, yeah. So uh, somebody just yeah. said, uh, Hyderabad has a uh, Goldman Sachs as a branch office right so you well, can... it, uh it depends again in india it's again the university is there right so if you get into the top universities you do you do get into ibs there so it depends more like um certification the thing is when when ibs are like bs whoever they go to hire they go to the best schools rather than search for people with certifications just because it just removes a lot of uh it's easier for them to recruit from there you don't want to it's like a return on investment kind of thing you don't want to sit with a lot of people and then you know, uh, have to eliminate a lot of them. So they go to the best schools, uh, find people who, you know, can talk well, can do, can do the technicals well, et cetera, who have uh, done stuff, and then they hire. And even that, even the, even being at the top school, it's a low acceptance rate. Exactly. So yeah. for you to say like, oh, I have this accounting thing, like they're not going to care if we're just being honest with you. You know, like it's nice because you actually probably learn something through it and it's relevant skills, so that's good. It makes it somewhat more attractive, but for banking specifically, um, and I'm not very well versed in the in the recruiting um, in India specifically, so I'd be I'm talking a little bit, uh, but my guess is it's probably similarly competitive there, if not more. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Gossett. Thank welcome. you so much, Mr. But I mean, hey, look, this 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 internship, the goal is for it to help you kind of broaden, uh, get you a lot of exposure. And the good news is, um, with this internship, it will help you land more interviews. Generally speaking. Um, around careers in finance, not just banking, but equity research, valuation associates, all that good stuff. So Brandon, you want to ask a question? Brandon, it says Brandon has his hand up. Hey. Is that my Brandon? That's you, yeah, that's you. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, I just have like a few questions. Um, one about the, the internship. Um, if I'm writing an article and let's say like all the competitors are their articles are all below like the 2000 word mark. Uh, it would be reasonable to expect that mine will end up being below 2000. Like I, I know the topic I'm writing about right now, I could probably make it like even 4,000, but I don't want to 
Yeah, yeah like I, I think there's diminishing marginal returns to keep adding, adding, and adding. I think the most important thing is that you know you're you're trying to have a balance between being thorough and being succinct. So I'll give you an example. So um, let's say you have something like cash conversion cycle, like the, the example that I did with Nabil, and you start talking about that's related to APAR and all these other working capital stuff. You don't want to make the AR section, the accounts receivable section, like bigger than the accounts receivable article. <laughs> like there's other articles that are competing, right? So, but you want, you have to talk about them, define them, give examples, all that stuff specifically around cash conversions, uh, cash conversion cycle. So it's not like you just write as long as you can about everything somewhat related. It's more like, hey, try to keep it focused on that, give examples of that specific term and that specific topic, and then move on. And yeah, that's fine if, if other people are like, like say the top article is like 600, 700 words, and there's a bunch of them like that, and you do like a thousand, that's fine. It's, it's specifically like, I so obviously an acquisition I could write about, because that's the one I'm writing about right now, I could write that into like whatever length, but all the ones that I've looked up are in the ballpark of about like, I think 1,500. So what's the, I don't wanna, term? what's the term? Acquisition, but just acquisition. Oh yeah, it's pretty broad. It's a pretty broad term. So I can see how you yeah, can go so on and I on could, and on. Yeah. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could do like, oh, like what is an acquisition or like, what's the what what is an acquisition, you know, or even like uh NPV of acquisitions and how to calculate that. Like I could make this endless list, but I don't think it would add value. Yeah, and what, I, I think you can do it. I think you're using Google there to so when you type in um Make sure, like another good hint to you of how broad to go is if you go to the sheet and you type in the word acquisition, if there's a bunch of other topics that are more narrow on acquisitions, yeah. you don't want to be like overlapping and writing whole articles within articles on there. Yeah, I was going to ask one more thing on this really quickly. Um, I noticed that in our spreadsheet, we don't have anything for explaining a stock acquisition or a cash acquisition. Those are probably really short pieces to write, but maybe yeah. they're like searchable terms that we might consider adding. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Yeah, I mean, you can you can suggest it to Nabil, and we can add those um, as rows. Yeah, I think I think I did. I'm sure yeah. Nabil is busy, but I just wanted to make sure I got it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just got back from vacation. He's drowning, so he's trying to catch up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no problem. I saw your message, so yeah, I'll, I'll add that. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just didn't know if it like went. I've never used Slack before, so I just didn't know if it went through. But um, and then yeah, if I now that I've done that, if I could add to ask some questions about, I had this like coffee chat recently, and I just had some questions about um, yeah, some sure. of the advice I was given. So like, what I don't know if this is true because it was pretty anecdotal, but like I was saying that like equity research, if I ever consider getting into that, they they pull from like a slightly older pool than maybe like investment banking does. Like he said, a lot of the people on his team. He's at Desjardins. They're pulling like 29 year olds on average. Is that like generally true? I have no idea. It's a good question. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because equity research tends to be like a, it's a much smaller kind of niche industry. And so they like to see like if, if there's an analyst, 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 first of all, is like the senior part of equity research. So it's very confusing. He's an associate, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So equity research associate is like supporting the analyst. Um, so it's a reverse of like the traditional front office investment banking. But um, it's so small and so specific and so niche. And there's so many like um, industry specific, like knowledge and expertise you need. It wouldn't surprise me if it's older. So it's like, you could work as investment banking for several years in like um, industrials, or let's say like consumer package, you know, it's, you know, something, uh, something kind of niche. And then like you, that would be an attractive profile for the analysts covering those companies. Right. Um, and so, but you probably need to be working a couple of years, not going to be pulling you right out of undergrad with no experience. Now I'm sure there are equity research associate programs that do pull out of undergrad. So I don't think it's like universal, but it wouldn't surprise me if it skews a little bit higher. 
I don't, I don't have yeah. data on it, but it, it, that, that doesn't surprise me. And I, and I never worked in ER, but um, he's probably right somewhat. It's a little it was, yeah, it was one of the things I was looking at because he was saying a lot of the firms that are people have done coffee chats with recently are saying like they're now looking more into the MBA area and very few except for the big banks in Canada are looking at undergrads at this point. Yeah, so, it makes sense. It makes sense. It I mean, I kind of, I'd push you to go banking first anyways. Yeah, no, I, for sure. I want to, I want to, but I think in the Canadian environment, what I've seen is it is quite possible to get straight into like PE or ER and both are kind of interesting if I'm being honest. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. The, the other thing I was going to ask is, uh, and then I'll let someone else have a turn, but in terms of like extracurriculars for if I wanted to get into this private capital market, um, are there any sort of extracurricular learning things that are like really well recognized worth putting on a CV that I just haven't found? Private market, like private equity type stuff? Yeah, private equity or private debt. Yeah, we have a, well, we do have a private equity deal process course that's coming out very soon. And so, oh, really? yeah, and so I would absolutely save one of your credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you yeah. go through the internship for that because well it'll be an expensive course but it's also going to be a super valuable course for anybody looking to, to understand like what an associate does in PE so it goes everything from like NDA non-disclosure agreement all the way through funds flow so like investment committee IOI LOI basically all the steps that you take a deal through so it's pretty cool um cool. It's a pretty cool course so I would I would uh yeah I'd, once that comes out it's probably early June about a month away so I'd save a credit for that <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'll have some built up by then. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, other yeah. than that, um, the LBO modeling probably is helpful, most helpful. Um, and then specifically, like I don't know, NBL, anything, any sort of like certifications, probably not. I mean, unless you're talking public markets, like buy side and CFA, maybe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing like the CFA, but I've been told so many times by people at PE firms recently that it's just like it's a it's a check mark on a box, but they don't really care anymore. Yeah, they don't. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for the question. Uh, Tanay said, Hey, Patrick, Nabil, I had an idea for Wall Street Races and wanted to get your thoughts. Thinking we could add a quiz or two that could help users come to know more that, about themselves in regards to finance. Uh, let's see. So you're saying add quizzes to the pages today? Is that the idea? Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds interesting. I think it could be cool. Helps engagement. Um, question is, can we do it? <laughs> or how long it'll take the developers to get to get, allow us to do it? Um, yeah, it's a good thought. It's a good thought because these are resources. These are kind of like uh, longer form instructional pieces. It'd be good to see, test their knowledge at the end, see if they actually retain the info. It's a great idea. Look online. I'm pretty sure there's a document from Rutgers, I believe, that has an investment tolerant uh, investment risk tolerance quiz that we could adapt our quiz from, and um, I think that would uh, improve user interactivity a lot more and get more use to the website to try it. Are you talking specifically that that term, the investment risk tolerance? Uh, I mean that's the one that came up in my head right now, but I don't mind any other quiz as well. Yeah. And so I sorry, you you're breaking up a little bit. You're saying. You can embed that quiz, or we could just help, uh, use that to base our quiz off of. We could uh, use that to base off our quiz. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm more open to that. Um, I think it would be cool to add add some nice depth to the to the topics. Um, and I think, yeah, for sure. I think it, it just makes it makes it better content. So we're we're always open to that. Making better user experience, better content. We're all game. 
Thank you for the idea. Um, Ahmed said I'm having the same issue in Canada. Any other questions? Yeah, I think if you call up. So like um, ah, mentioned the description about Mr. Kerr's providing referrals after we complete the internship. How does that particularly work? Can you explain a bit about that? Sure. So once the internship is completed, um, we'll make sure you have your credits. We'll send a congratulatory email and then um, you can request direct um, connections through uh, LinkedIn. So you can say, hey, you're connected to XYZ. Can you please introduce me to them? I'd love to have a chat with them and learn more about their job. So it's a networking um, connection. Um, usually since it's coming from me, usually they'll, they'll, say, they'll agree and do me a favor um, to talk with you. Um, I know I just put some, one of our other interns in, in touch with one of my mentees. So like there's, um, there's plenty, I have over 30,000 or I have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. So usually there's somebody in there that would be a good match to talk to. Um, hope that's helpful. Anybody else? Yep. Uh, I think Colt had something and then same person had something about. Ah, Colt was asking about length. Question, yeah. Sorry, uh, Nabil, can you answer that? Uh, yeah, I have one question regarding length. I understand and have experienced that some topics are hard to generate 2K words for, and I'm curious any ideas or paths to increase overall word counts? Um, I understand that as of now, some topics do not have to reach 2K as long as the word count is about 20% higher than a competitor's thoughts. Mm. Thoughts on? Uh, right. uh, not really. I mean, paths to uh, increase topics would be covering something more in depth. One is just examples, like examples, 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 uh, because examples helps, helps to explain stuff to the audience. Like for everything, if you have an example, it's just that much easier because you can illustrate how each of them works in real life. And that automatically adds to the word count. So examples under each header maybe, or like each, every one or two headers where you can explain a concept would be great. Or uh, that's a natural way to add words other than that, honestly, just looking at Google, seeing if uh, there are questions you have not answered, which you could answer uh, related to your topic, that would be great. Uh, something I've seen a lot of the interns do nowadays is adding an FAQ at the end. That's also pretty helpful. You could you could add have an FAQ section about the topic and then have all the questions and answers. That adds words too. Uh, I'm just thinking, what else could you do? Um, I think, I think that's, I mean, once you do this much, like you'd easily be above what most competi uh, competitors do anyway. So yeah, that's, that's probably it. Yeah. For, for example, my, my question kind of uh, pertains towards asset acquisition, which was the topic that I was writing on. Um, and while writing on that topic, I realized that I can go into a lot about asset acquisition, but it kind of pushes me towards various other forms of acquisition. Um, and how I was structuring it, I guess. And I also mentioned the 20% one because um, in the Slack group, I recognized that. And I am about 30, 40% above the competitive pages that I was kind of pulling from my information from. Um, but I'm kind of at the point also where I feel any additional content, um, text or information might kind of peer on the edge of redundancy. Um, and I just wasn't sure. 
yeah just that's, stop that's yeah. yeah that's when you realize you've done a good job to be the honest. most important thing is that it's if you were a reader coming to this page would you find it helpful or not period right and i i, I believe so um it's going to take a couple more read-throughs to just to clear make sure but um i i believe i'm at that point perfect and then i think you can call it and you can say ready for review and then or once you kind of go through the check checklist make sure you have uh, what you need in there and then ready for review and we'll we'll get people on it perfect thank you thank you um maybe did i miss any other questions oh uh, there's one above uh hey yeah one i'm interested in buy side finance and i just completed my first year in undergraduate wondering what uh, all can we do on the side apart from academics that can help us in getting a good hold of how private equity buy side ER or investment fund function. Like what skills can a sophomore learn specifically that can help? Reading a balance sheet, reading financials, writing research papers on places like, what is that? Alpha something, right? Rather seeking alpha. Like, yeah, seeking alpha. You could have a thing there. You could have like, there are a couple of good places where you could have a portfolio, which definitely goes a long way. If you're looking at like ER, hedge funds, you know, stuff like that. And if people see that you have like a long track record of looking at stuff, probably- It's a little predicting. more public market. So investment danker, are you talking about private equity or are you looking at public markets at all? Nice work, nice name, investment danker. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't know if you're still here. Let's see, are you still here? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Let's see if uh, oh, one new message. More on private equity. Yeah, so for that, I think um, well, taking our private equity interview course would be helpful. Taking the private equity deal process course we're about to release. Definitely do those. LBO modeling course, do those because it'll look good on the resume if you have those and you can specifically list out what you learn there. Um, but to get into private equity, where, um, where are you located? I know you're in Canada. Okay, so um, I'm not as familiar with the Canadian market, but I know you can get an investment banking in, in the US um, or in Canada, the, the path to private equity tends to be much easier. And so many PE funds pull from IB. Um, you can go straight, there are smaller funds that will pull, they have analyst programs now as well. So um, I think another thing you could really focus on is actually just making connections in the industry. So that means networking, networking, networking. Um, especially at funds where they have analyst programs. So talk to other analysts that have kind of done what you, what you want to do, have, have already made that path um, and done it successfully and try to figure out, try to emulate what they did, try to learn more about what they did. Um, my guess is going to be like, they talked to a lot of people. They were just super sharp. I mean, it's very hard to make the jump from undergrad to um, straight to PE. Did you, uh, are you at a target school? Are you at Ivy? Or any other target school in Canada? Uh, there's another one, Rotman, right? I don't know if Nabil, if you're very familiar with the Canadian target schools. <laughs> Not really a tier 1.5, I would say. Yeah, so Rotman. So yeah. So I mean, all I'd say is, you know, just make sure a lot of people, especially young people like freshman, sophomore year, even junior, senior, um, there's a lot of um, overconfidence um, going into thinking, well, I know all this stuff. I'm super smart. I have a high GPA. So like that job's waiting for me. In reality, it's not waiting for you. Um, it's still incredibly competitive. You're going up 
against, for example, for you, you're going up kids against Ivy uh, at Ivy. And guess what? The kid with the super high GPA at Ivy, a ton of, a ton of those are also never landing the job they want and they're getting rejected. So keeping that in the back of your mind, not to be overconfident, to stay humble and to, to realize like how long of a path it may be to get to where you want to go and be willing to put in that work uh, goes a long way. Yeah. So into actually, to actually realizing that. Um, but yeah, I would also try to be a little more focused. Um, buy side's huge. So like try to be, you know, if you decide banking is the right path to get to private equity, definitely don't be in your interview saying, I really want to go buy side. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause they're just going to see you as a, a, a flight risk and you, they know you're going to leave after like a year or so and uh, peace out. And then they had to fill that seat again. So um, remember banker for life. That's all you just got to say. I want to be a banker for life. Um, Miguel, IE, UBC, HEC. Yeah. It says IB is fascinating and horrifying at the same time. Thanks for the response though. You're welcome. Yeah. IB is, is fascinating and horrifying. I'll, I'll just say there's such a dearth of demand for junior resources right now that you, you're all in a good spot. If you show knowledge this, this internship puts you in a great spot to get interviews. Um, so really improving your ability, uh, your skills in interviews, um, super important. And the way you get good at interviews is just talking to a lot of people and that's networking. And that's the same skill set. Um, talking about your story, why you want to go into investment banking, why this specific bank, all that stuff that you know you're going to get asked, not having a generic bullshit answer in the interview or in the, in the networking calls will go a long way um, to, to actually getting interviews and making it past the first round and getting to the final rounds. To the super days. Any other questions? Yeah, people are already landing interest, IB internships for 2023. <laughs> I don't know how the hell does that work. Uh, it works because there are target schools. They got in on-campus recruiting and they get they get hit up. It doesn't mean you have to you have to give up. It just means I'd start you know networking. And so when people say like, "What do you mean networking?" Well, LinkedIn. It's funny because I see people. I've been working. I've been networking so hard, and then I look at their LinkedIn real quickly. I see like 35 connections or something. And I just start laughing because like you can send out 150 connect, like hundred connection requests a day. And it takes maybe an hour to do. So like, why wouldn't you be sending out hundred connection requests a day to people who are in the industry you want to be in just to try and build that. Even if it's a very weak connection, what happens is as you start building that network, suddenly other people who are looking to connect to you or not, they see that you connect with two or 300 other people in IB. So you're be like, oh, well, they're all connected to him. So I'm going to connect to them or her too. Click and your, your response rate will start going up. What would you say is a good number of connections on LinkedIn? I'd say for an undergrad, getting up to a couple thousand, you should be able to get a couple thousand pretty fast. Sounds crazy, but like if you're sending out a hundred today, go, um, it should, you should be getting like, 10 a day, 10 new connections a day. So do the math, that's 500 in a year, right? So yeah, so tonight that, that's the whole point. Like what's the downside? There's, it takes, it's so fast to send a connection request on LinkedIn. All you're doing is building connect, you're building a very weak connection admittedly, but it takes you like 15, 20 seconds. So if like you start doing that, the goal of those, by the way, is not just to make a bunch of connections. 
weak connections. The goal is to then to take those weak connections, that turn connections, you get their email off of their profile, you start creating a spreadsheet, you can start sending mail merges to these people, um, basically saying, hey, I'd love to have a blah, 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 here's, you know, I will go to this school, I do this. I'd love to actually um, hop on a call for, you know, feminist, you know, whatever time is good for you, whenever's best for you. Nabil, do you have something to add? No. No, oh, I, thought you, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no, that's, I mean, that's how it works, yeah. Just having the sheet. We have, we have a template as well, right? Uh, where we have that Rolodex kind of thing on Excel where people can just say, when was the last time you responded? What's the status of the connection? Is it cold? What is it? Is it warm? And like every once in a while, you got to you gotta respond, yeah. And this is where having a background in sales is really helpful. You can think of like trying to get a job as selling yourself. And so when you think of like a funnel of like, you know, if someone's only sending five connection requests a day and they think they're doing a good job, their, their top of funnel is this big. So what's the odds that somebody's going to actually accept the request, actually get on a phone call, actually get them a first round interview? It's tiny. But if your funnel suddenly goes like this at the top, yeah, it's going to get super narrow, but there's going to be a few, they're probably going to land a few interviews from that. Um, do you think it would make sense to randomly send a request to people working in your industry and ask them for a conversation? Absolutely. I know it works. From over a decade of experience, there's people who want to help. Many of them won't want to help you. 95% of the people probably will never respond or 90-ish percent. But 10% will respond. And out of that 10%, maybe another 10% of those, so maybe 1% of the people will actually get on a phone call with you. And if you do a good job asking interesting questions, not generic questions, and you seem really motivated, they may actually ask for your CV or ask for your resume. And from there, you suddenly now are going to be hearing about, you're going to keep up to date with that, them. You're going to tell them everything you're doing. Um, it could really help you. Got it. Going to sit and do that during the summer and keep you updated with my progress. Awesome tonight. Good to hear. Um, Alvin says, there's a CFA equity research challenge coming up in September. Would you advise me to take part in what might the perks of winning it? Uh, Nabil, you want to say that? Since you're a CFA? <laughs> And honestly, it depends. Uh, it'll set you up uh, real good if you're looking for an ER uh, kind of role because you'll have experience. Uh, it'll give you a good experience of what uh, an equity research looks like from the buy side. I think that's what the competition is about. Um, and yeah, for those of you who have not seen a report, who have not worked on one or whatever, this will give you a whole process. Like, how does it work? Uh, you'll, have, you'll get to sit with stakeholders too, depend, depending on your chapter, uh, like the company you're analyzing. So you'll know how that works too. How do you reach out to people? So it's good experience overall. But again, what are you looking to do with it? Like you can get all these certifications, but if you know you don't want to be an ER, like you want to be part of all this, you could spend that time networking if you're looking for IB. Like, you know, so like what exactly are you looking for matters more there? Like you could have a ton of stuff that uh, you could do, but like you gotta time's limited, right? So you gotta use it in the best possible way. So that's the question. Is that the best thing you could do in that time? Then yeah, definitely. If not, like what else do you have to do? And like Patrick said, like if you wanna go net, network takes networking takes time, by the way, it takes a lot of your time. Uh, even though it looks easy, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna send connection requests, getting down to coffee chats, arranging stuff, all of that takes a lot of time. Following up with people, making sure you're like up to date because it's not enough to send like, yeah. yeah, it's important to stay organized, have like a proper Excel chart, maintain it 
it's not just randomly sending connection requests and forgetting about it. You know, and then once they accept, what did you do with that? And then following up, following up, following up, even if they don't reply, right? Like each follow-up increases uh, the response rate. And who knows, like one person responding back might be the uh, career-changing uh, response. So you got to follow up. So yeah, that's time-consuming too. So it depends, honestly. Like what, what do you want to use your time on? If you think you can do like that plus this, like awesome. Uh, if these are the two things you want to work on, or like if that's the only thing you want to work on, awesome. But like only you can decide for yourself, honestly, depending on where you want to head. Yeah, my go- my goal is for all of you coming out of this internship and doing all these calls is that um, when you get access to the free courses, ideally ones on like the investment banking interview course or private equity interview course, and the networking course comes along with that, please don't ignore the networking course. There's templates in there. It's super valuable. It's like the most important life skill. And it ties in. If you do 50 calls with investment banking professionals before your investment banking interview, you're just going to be so much more well-versed in terms of what to expect and how to, how to speak in the lingo and everything. You're just going to sound more intelligent. You're going to sound more um, like a better fit for the job. And that's for anything, not just investment banking, equity research. Even if you're just, if you're going to big four, transaction advisory services, anything. Um, Nabil, I think, uh, Zor Chu, uh, how do you say your name? Zor Chukwa says, uh, can we get an Excel template to the networking process? Yeah, I think it's there on the site. Uh, I'll get it up. Yeah. Plus all you, you'll also get it as part of the, part of the interview goes to, so you get it both ways. I'll, yeah, I'll just put that on my to-do list and share. Um, there's another comment here that I think is important. Um, do you have any opinions on search funds and working there as an intern? Um, I think it looks good if you are targeting the buy side and private equity funds. It looks like you're trying to get some experience. So I think it is a positive to your CV. Not as good as working at an actual fund that has uh, committed capital. Um, but yeah, it'll give you a little bit of a sense of like how people are looking at deals. Um, how they're looking at specific sub-industries, what makes a good potential deal, what doesn't, stuff like that. And then just getting into the process of like seeing how banks are marketing their uh, their companies and stuff like that. So I think it's helpful because you probably are going to get exposed to a lot of relevant stuff that you'd be doing at a any sort of uh, uh, typical private equity fund, not just a search fund. Um, and then you also mentioned you can also make equity research reports of your own, like pick a stock and make a report every two to three months. You can send it to various industry people and get some valuable feedback along with connecting with them. That's also a good tip, especially if you're looking to go to like hedge funds or equity research. Yeah. I mean, you could even put like financial models. You can do all that stuff and put on LinkedIn. I, I've seen like a few people do it and it's always a hit because everyone's like, oh, share this, share this. And then you get into touch with those professionals, but it's very few people doing it. So I think it's a good time to start if you haven't. Because I think that's a new avenue again to network and have uh, a conversation, right? Like it's just hard because a lot of like people don't have the skills to do it and to do it well. And like you got to show off once you have it and to get it. Once you finish these courses like that we give, then you could yeah start doing models. You could use it for like uh, we do have examples like real life examples. You could use it for something else, right? Don't use the same (laughs) examples that we use, but like use it elsewhere and then see what uh you know uh what how do you interpret it? Like, what do you think it is, et cetera? Put all those comps, spread those comps, spread the models, get, uh, and then share it. Like people are going to say, oh, this person knows how to model. There you go. 
And then if you keep doing that, then like one is a push, right? Like you're going to push for connection. One is a pull. This, this happens to be the pull part of marketing where people come to you for content rather than you going elsewhere and like pushing stuff and saying, hey, connect with me. This is the other way around. People will be asking you to connect. So that's... Yeah, see, is it possible to get some more courses during our internship? Tanay, I think with seven courses, you're getting base, you're getting a ton. <laughs> I think you're getting almost all the main ones you would need for any career. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no worries, Mr. Tanker. So I think for, um, yeah, are there other questions around investment banking, private equity, hedge funds, careers. Um, you know, my experience is obviously skewed towards the U.S. Um, since I grew up, you know, I did my banking stint at Rothschild in New York and then did four years in private equity. Um, so I'm a little bit biased and I don't know as much as uh, from the European side, but I've, I've interviewed and talked with enough bankers and private equity pro and finance pros from all around the world that I know just enough to be dangerous. Um, so, yeah. If there's any other questions, and maybe we'll call it. If not, hi, Trung. Sorry, we're near the end of the call, but we'll have a recording go up. Um, anything else, Nabil? Anything you want to close on? Uh, no, I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, think that, I hope that was helpful for everybody. Thanks for all the questions for the people who joined. We'll be... Um, Oh, yeah. Do the courses come with certification? Yes, they come with certificate uh, with completion once you get through them and you pass the assessment. Um, so yes, you will have that. Thanks to you tonight. And uh, yeah, everybody will be back on, on next week. Uh, this recording or the one from the previous week, I'll get it posted to the, to the group chat. So if you guys want to watch that one as well, that was a pretty fun, lively discussion last week as well. Um, so enjoy. And thanks again so much for all your hard work. And we will talk in one week. Yep. Bye. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.